Welcome to the Arlington Street Church podcast. Founded in 1729, Arlington Street continues today as a gathering place for progressive people of faith in the greater Boston area and beyond. We are located at the corner of Arlington and Boylston Streets, across from the Public Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. Please visit ASCBoston.org for more information about this historic Unitarian Universalist congregation. Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace. Jeff Piler was 54 years old when he was diagnosed with stage four prostate cancer. As a thoracic surgeon, Jeff brought the full weight of his medical expertise to his tenacious battle with cancer. It took a decade to exhaust his treatment options, but eventually Jeff recognized that he was coming to the end of his journey. One evening, as he and his wife Jean were enjoying a glass of wine with a friend, Jeff casually announced, I've decided to build my own coffin. I just thought you should know. (laughs) Jean was horrified as were most of the people with whom Jeff shared this plan. With some persuasion, Jeff enlisted the help of a talented woodworker named Peter Warren. Picture a proper, fussy, type A surgeon and a pierced, tattooed, free-spirited artist working side by side to create a meticulously crafted pine box destined for the crematorium. Their budding friendship took shape alongside the coffin. As they worked, the men talked about family, fears, regrets, dreams. They shared an appreciation for the dark humor inherent in their task, and they joked about acceptable levels of nose clearance and lifetime guarantees. They even had t-shirts made that said, I'm dying to show you my latest project. (laughs) When Jeff shared his plan to spare his family from burden by expediting the end with some stockpiled drugs, Peter said to him, you know, Jeff, it's not just you dying here. Sometimes you act as if you are the only one dealing with the finality of your life that somehow you can take ownership of the whole process and spare the others their grief and suffering. You need to understand that those who love you need to suffer with you, both now and at the end, so they can accept your death. Otherwise, you just vanish. And if you vanish, You rob people of the opportunity to show you their love. You rob them of the chance to understand why you need to leave. You also rob yourself of profound moments with your friends and your family. Don't forget how lucky you are for the opportunity to speak openly and to listen to those who love you. And you have the time to start now. In the end, the men created a stunningly beautiful coffin. 
and found themselves irrevocably changed by the process. Jeff gave up obsessively micromanaging the end of his life, and he found comfort in opening up to others. Before he died, Jeff wrote about what it meant to build his own coffin. He said, acknowledging my morality has rewritten my capacity to love and to see love in the world. The project has smoothed the rough edges of my thoughts. It's pretty much impossible to feel anger at someone for driving too slowly in front of you when you've just come from sanding your own coffin. <laughs> Coveting material objects, holding on to old grudges, failing to pause and see the grace in strangers, all equally foolish. Well, the coffin is indeed a reminder of what awaits us all. Its true message is to live every moment to its greatest potential. By heeding this lesson in dying, more than ever before, I feel the love and sustenance of the community surrounding me. And I celebrate the opportunity to return that love and provide an example of dying that is hopefully meaningful to those who live on. To be human is a fatal condition. Saying goodbye to the people and the pets that we love and reckoning with our own deaths are among the hardest things we will ever do. Mortality may be inescapable, but we can learn to say good goodbyes. The practice of saying goodbye well is a spiritual discipline with lifelong impacts. Buddhism teaches us that impermanence is the essence of existence. Things are always changing. Those last nor'easters eventually give way to spring, and suddenly the days are 87 degrees and summer is just around the corner. Everything that comes into being will eventually dissolve. Birth, growth, decay, death. While we can intellectually appreciate the truth of impermanence, we still resist it. We despair over change. We hate goodbyes. We suffer in the face of death. This doesn't make us wrong, only human. But we can choose to shift our orientation and struggle a bit less against impermanence. We can notice when we are clinging, practice easing up, and recommit to finding harmony in life's natural rhythms. Pleasure and, and pleasure and pain are inexorably linked. Without endings, there are no beginnings. Have you ever heard that ministers preach the sermon they need to hear? <laughs> After three extraordinary years, this is my final sermon in the Arlington Street Church pulpit. My work here will wrap up with the church year on June 10th, and in the fall, I'll be moving home to Jacksonville, Florida. 
I am really looking forward to an interlude of rest and spaciousness after several very intense years. After that, there are a lot of open questions. I'll be figuring out what it looks like to answer my call to amplify liberal religious voices in the South. Who knows how that's gonna shake out? All I can say is stay tuned. <laughs> While I'm excited about my next chapter, I am finding myself desperately wanting to cling to this beloved spiritual community. The thought of not being with you next year is shattering. But I'm working on parting with grace. You know, without a trail of claw marks behind me. <laughs> From reading a lot about what it means to leave well, I've distilled five golden rules for good goodbyes. If we practice these with the everyday goodbyes, we build the muscle for doing the hard work that change requires of us. This practice expands our capacity to navigate life's big goodbyes with meaning and grace. So number one, be present. Most of us hate goodbyes, and we try to rush through them or skip them altogether. Resist the urge to rip off the Band-Aid. Saying goodbye well allows us to be present for the next thing or the next person. Take the time. Make space for the feelings. Take in the love. Look the person in the eye and hug them like you mean it. Number two, bring the intention of blessing. If we approach parting with goodwill in our hearts, we can say goodbye in the spirit of fare thee well, which blesses the others going and coming and conveys our wish that they be well while we are apart. Number three, mark the occasion. Acknowledge when an ending is happening and how the relationship will be different on the other side. Don't vanish. When there is uncertainty about the timing or the meaning of an ending, emotions get muddled. Be honest. And remember, there's a big range in terms of scale when it comes to marking the occasion. Every ending doesn't necessarily call for a ceremonial ritual. Sometimes it's enough to simply say, well, I guess this is it. Number four, say thank you. Express gratitude for what the person or the experience has meant to you. Be specific, generous, and purposeful in your thank yous. And lastly, number five, prepare for the letdown. <laughs> when, when a door closes, another one opens, but it can be hell in the hallway. <laughs> Even when we are impeccable with our goodbyes, a sense of depletion is expected. In his seminal book, Transitions, William Bridges says, endings and beginnings are joined 
by an empty or fallow time in between. And this neutral zone provides access to an angle of life that isn't available from any other place. And it's the succession of these views over our lifetime that produces wisdom. Practicing good goodbyes includes taking care of ourselves and allowing for the space to fully absorb the experience and the, and the learning. My friends, we have the time to start now. We don't have to build our own coffins to smooth the edges of our thoughts, accept impermanence, and expand our capacity for love. Let's practice saying good goodbyes with the five golden rules. Be present. Bring the intention of blessing. Say thank you. Mark the occasion and prepare for the letdown. As I reluctantly begin the process of leaving this beloved spiritual community, I am channeling Winnie the Pooh, who says, how lucky I am to have something that makes saying goodbye so hard. I am enormously grateful for the gift of three years here with you. I arrived here as a student with exactly one sermon under my belt, <laughs> and I am leaving an ordained minister. Lucy just called me Reverend Robbins. I don't know if you heard it. <laughs> I can't tell you how grateful I am for all of the ways that you have supported and challenged and inspired, championed and loved me. There are so many great things about Arlington Street Church, but one of my favorite is your unequivocal commitment to joy. It's been a delight to laugh and sing and march and dress up in circus garb or rainbows or Easter finery with you. And I thank you also for trusting me with your heartaches and for allowing me to accompany you on some of the hardest times of your journey. I love you so much. And while I will no longer be your minister after June 10th, I will continue to carry you in my heart always. And I won't be disappearing forever. I have every intention of being back to celebrate Erica's ordination on October 7th. <laughs> Writer Mark Nepo tells us that letting go is not just about putting things down. On a deeper plane, letting go is about letting your heart crumble, about letting yourself be rearranged by the journey of being alive. To soften and crumble is not to die, it simply allows us to change. From the depths of my crumbling heart, Make space for the feelings. <laughs> I want to say thank you. And I love you. 
and blessings until we meet again. Farewell. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We would love to hear from you via email at office at ASCBoston.org or through our Facebook page. If you would like to support the good work of Arlington Street Church, please consider a contribution by checking the mail or through our website, ASCBoston.org.